You are about to embark on a journey. A journey where your worst fears become reality. A journey where hell is not below us, but amongst us. Don't be afraid, relax, and take a seat while I open the box of horrors. Afternoon, horror story junkies, and welcome back to Box of Horrors. My name is Israel Johnson, and I'm your host. Today is a great day because the movie Elvis comes out. I'm recording this on Friday, the, what's the date today? The 2nd of September, and I'm excited to see the movie. It's going to be on HBO Max, and I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to watch it. Why not just like watch the movie at home if it's on a streaming service that you're paying for? You know, you're basically watching the movie for free if you think about it. But yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Oh, September means it's almost Halloween and I love Halloween. It's probably one of my, if not the most favorite holiday of mine and then the weather outside is starting to get a little chilly too and it's starting to get darker a lot earlier so I'm really looking forward to the sweater weather it's like my favorite part of the fall anyway while I'm rambling I think I should read you guys a story that's what you guys all came here for right so let's see We're going to be reading a story by Brian Evanson. It is titled, let me pull my Kindle up really quick. The title of this story is Torpor. It's about a woman whose significant other loses his arm and I guess the story just revolves around her and how she's dealing with the situation. Um, Knowing Brian Evanson, there is probably a lot more to this than meets the surface. So I haven't read this one yet. I'll be honest, the description of of the story doesn't sound too exciting, but let's see what happens. It might be one of those stories where you're like oh this isn't really going to be anything and then you read it and you're like holy shit I'm glad I read that so let's go ahead and jump right in I'll see you guys at the end when they slept she had gotten into the habit of resting both her hands on his arm now that his arm was gone what was she to do Before they had had a good arrangement, or had come to have one, once she had sorted through the matters, she had begun with splints, using them first for just one hand, and then for both. They kept her from waking up in the middle of the night with stabbing pains. But still, even with the splints, her hands would eventually start to throb. And that was enough to awaken her, more than enough. She tried drugs, but they did nothing but make her groggy. What you need, a friend told her, is better drugs. 
The doctor she approached for a prescription told her instead that it was simple. She just had to keep her hands elevated, so she had tried to keep her arms bent at the elbow and the elbow planted on the bed to sleep with her hands waving in the air on the stalks of her forearms. Either they fell down as soon as she slept, or she awoke with her arms locked and sore. She stacked pillows next to her and splayed her hands onto them, but it didn't elevate them enough. Nothing worked, nothing at all. But then one night, his back had been turned to her, and he was sleeping with his arm hemmed to his side, and she had simply reached out and placed her hands on his arm, and he, sleeping, had let her. She slept the sleep of the dead all the way through the morning. It had gone like that for many nights in a row, she lying awake, restless, until he rolled over and pressed his arm along his side, and then she would wiggle her way toward him and lay her hands on his arm, then sleep. She had grown not only to like it, but to need it, and the few times he had been gone at night and not in the bed, she had not been able to sleep at all. Those nights, the stabbing pains had been worse than ever. For better or for worse, she had promised. She knew that was what she had promised, but how was she to have known that worse meant there would one day suddenly be less of him? It had been like that. One day, he was whole and complete, and the next day, his arm was three-quarters gone. When he first came home, the stump wrapped in gauze, she had of course understood that she couldn't touch it, that it would hurt him to do so. She had respected that, kept her distance. But then the wound had annealed, the scar tissue had thickened, and then hardened, and the stump became just that, a stump. By that time, it felt as if she hadn't slept for a year. It hadn't, of course, been that long, but that was what it felt like, and that was what she meant when she'd said it to him. But touchy, he'd misunderstood. The tragedy here, he'd claim, is not whether you can sleep. This, he said, shaking the stump in her face, is the tragedy. Stump, he claimed, Trump's stabbing hand pain. But did it? Were they really playing at some game that had trumps? A game in which only the person with the missing arm, the three-quarters missing arm, was allowed to feel pain. She hadn't thought so. And indeed, with a little time, a little patience, as his own pain lessened and he learned not to try to pick up, say a glass, with his missing hand, he went from feeling offended to saying, quite sensibly, he believed, but I still have a good part of my arm left. Use that. But no, it wasn't the same. When he turned, now, as he always did, to sleep on his side, and she scooted closer across the sheet and rested her hands on him, she could true, fit both hands on what remained of the arm. But one hand always slipped off the stump to fall lower against his ribs, and if she scooted higher in the bed, 
so that the hand wouldn't slip off. It was the other hand that did so, spilling off the shoulder and down against his neck, either made it too low. Admittingly, that meant she was throbbing in just one hand instead of two, but she still couldn't sleep. Can't he just wear his prosthetic through the night? She found herself sometimes wondering at two or three or four in the morning. But this, she knew, would be asking too much. If he wore his prosthetic during the night, the doctor had told him, had told them, he wouldn't be able to wear it through the whole day without having aches and strain and even potentially shooting pains of his own. No, despite their relationship, she just could not ask. And even if she'd asked, she felt he would almost certainly say no. So for months, she was sleepless. She placed one hand on her husband and then held the other there in the air, over the place where the arm used to be. She held it up as long as she could or placed it on a pillow balanced on her husband. If he was asleep enough that she could get away with it, but it was not the same. The best she could manage was a kind of grumpy torpor. And it was not. She became more and more convinced enough. And so late at night, listening to her husband breathing beside her, one arm already tingling, sleep refusing to come, she found herself imagining what it would be like to be in bed with a man who had not one arm, but two. From this, everything else followed inexorably it was a simple thing to take a lover not because she was sex starved or to find passion or for anything of that sort for indeed so she told me as she again pulled the sheet high enough to cover her breasts she loved her husband passionately and desired him and always would no she did it for afterwards for the moment then, both of them spent, her lover would roll away. As he perhaps dozed a little, she would stealthily slip on her splints and then carefully place both her hands on him. And then finally, if all was just right, if he stayed there on his side, if he didn't move, if he didn't mind having her there pressing on him, then she at last would once again be able to sleep. Mm, I didn't really like that one, to be honest. I don't really... I didn't really understand what... Uh, I don't, what how should I say this? I don't really understand how what he was going for with that one, but... In the, in the ending, it was... Somebody was narrating the story, and then whoever that was said, me... So, I don't know if that was somebody watching them, or, I don't know, but, hmm, yeah, I didn't like that one, so, next week, we'll have a better story, hopefully, stay tuned for the next episode of Box of Horrors, next Saturday at 12, see you guys then, and have a good weekend. <laughs> Thank you.